a proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step programs of suck up and get good will help even the worst of gamers just be bad. We review the latest video game titles, cover the latest news, and discuss issues that affect gamers. Here are your hosts of Bad Gamers Anonymous, Bad Gamer Jason, Bad Gamer Joe, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Yes, welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Uh, this is episode 70-something, 70 74. Is that what we're on? I don't even 74. know. 74. Crackdown 74. and unions and God only knows what else we're going to talk about. Uh, joining me this week is they have to every week. I don't know why I keep saying that. I, I just want to remind you to that I you know. can't unionize. You can't do it. Uh, Jason, welcome back. Thank you. Glad uh, to be back. Jo- yeah, I'm glad. I'm. You know, I'm glad that you're glad to be back. I really am. I, you seem very excited to do this show every week. I am. I look forward to it every week, Crowley. As opposed to Joe, who feels like when he talks, I feel like he's just like, yeah, I'm here. Everybody shut up. You always <laughs> sound so disappointed to introduce me. Why would I sound excited to ha- be here? That's a good. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Probably because I am disappointed uh, to to <laughs> introduce you. Look, man, I, I was on a secret, uh, super double secret probation uh, podcast earlier today, and I did not get a rousing endorsement. You got oh. a very, very nice introduction. There was, <laughs> it was nothing but love. There was so much love in that introduction. It's a bit facetious as all get out. Uh, I do look, not know what you were talking about. Everybody needs to pay attention to EarGlueMedia.com. Uh, head over there. There's going to be some announcements coming down the pipe. Lots of big things going on. Uh, so uh, stay tuned to EarGlueMedia.com for the latest news about EarGlueMedia.com. Com. Uh, let's just, uh, <laughs> before we get going, uh, talking about EarGlueMedia.com, make sure if you're going to be in Chicago uh, for uh, Star Wars Celebration, uh, April 10th through the 15th, uh, I'll be there. The Cantina cast will be there. Jonesy and Albert, they'll be there. Uh, Mike will be there, uh, the Lord Emperor and CEO of, of EarGlue Media and uh, host of Many Faces of Masters of the Universe. And exciting news. Joe will be there. I will be there. Yeah. Wow. I will be there. You guys can you guys can come watch me do curls in person. Dude, done. I'll sell tickets to that. Come watch Joe do <laughs> curls. Man, I would buy tickets to that. I don't know if I do that. That's I not give you, crazy. I give you tickets for free, Jason. Oh, you're the best, man. I see. He gets it. He gets it, Crowley. He knows. That's because he got a, sh- a picture of you shirtless. So Where did you? Yeah, but I burned mine. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, go there, sign up. Let us know that you're going to be there. And there's going to be some stuff going on. Like, uh, hopefully here in the next week or two, we'll get some announcements out. But we're going to have some fan stuff going on, some Ear Glue Media fan stuff. Uh, if you're a fan of Simply Stogies, my new podcast, uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, we may, may go to a cigar lounge and hang out and talk about cigar etiquette and all things cigars. That's how I talk on Simply Stogie's podcast, so you can check that out at EarGlueMedia.com while you're filling out that form, letting us know that you're going to be in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration. We've already got uh, uh, quite a few people signed up for that, so I'm looking forward to meeting all of you in person. And you can all watch Joe do curls. Speaking of Joe, Joe, what did you get up to this week? I, I mean, I played a couple of games. I played some Crackdown. 
uh, on Xbox Game Pass. Sure, I'm glad that was free with that <laughs> service. Um, and I played I played a little bit, not a, a lot, but I'm going to be playing more of Astroneer, which was a early access game that hit that I played a couple of years back that um hit full release, and uh, they made some pretty big changes, and uh, I like that game a lot. But I'll play a little of that. That's about all I got. Nice. Jason, what about you? So I also played some Crackdown this week on Xbox Game Pass, and um, I think I like it a lot more than Joe. And I also, of course, played <laughs> Simpsons Tapped Out like I do oh, every day. <laughs> I don't even understand <laughs> every day so much. Why? Why do you play that game? Because I like it, and it's Simpsons. But why? I'm sorry. Did you not hear me? I said, because I like it and it's Simpsons. Yeah, no, I heard you. I just <laughs> would rather believe that nobody really likes that game. Uh, thanks for asking what I played. Civilization Six is what I got up to this week. And I have come to the conclusion that I am awful at it. <laughs> oh, what like happened? every game? Like just about every game? Oh, I hate you so much. No, I, so I do really well. Like I get to the atomic era and I, I'm building bombs and I, I build a couple of bombs, but then somebody always beats me in something. So I started another game. This time it was just all, I, I unchecked every box except dominance. So now it's just a, who gets the most land. So, so you couldn't beat the game economically or <laughs> so diplomatically. We, we changed all the rules to or anything. Standards. So now you're just going to try and conquer everybody. Yeah, get off my lawn or I'll make you get off my lawn. That's pretty much what this what this what the new game is. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, I it, it, Sid Myers, if you're listening, I would implore you to make a get off my lawn mode for this game. That's that's all I really want. That's it. Uh, and I didn't I didn't get the DLCs for it. I really need to because I want to check both of those out. Um, and I didn't even check to see if they're available on the Switch. I, I have been super busy this week. I do oh. not believe that either one of them is on the Switch yet, but I, I think I read they're coming. So soon? Well, if uh, you need to watch out for Rise and Fall then because they have a new kind of system that um, religion will influence the amount of or your borders. So... If you don't, uh, if you don't watch it, you could lose borders because of religion. Oh yeah, I'm terrible at that. I'm absolutely horrible at the religious aspect of it because I'm just trying to get certain things unlocked with the military first. Yeah, yeah. So, so your your conquering of land is going to be hampered by you know people not wanting you around. Yeah, that's that's going to be an issue. That's going to be used to people not wanting you around. I hate you so much, Joe. <laughs> I I really I love really you. Do. I love you so much, Crowley. You could you no. could figure out a different way to play the game. You could you know focus on economy or diplomacy. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I just want to blow stuff up. Why can't I just launch nuclear weapons? That's all I want to do. If all you want to do is blow stuff up and have nothing else but blowing stuff up, I got a game for you. It's called Crackdown. Crackdown three. Yeah, we'll talk about Crackdown 3 here uh, a little bit uh, later. First, though, let's get into the news this week. And this week in the news, there is no love for Carlton. He he is, I, I don't know what he, where he's going to go uh, at this point, but basically they've said that his Carlton dance is not something that he can trademark or copyright or in any way make money off of from uh, Take-Two 
um, interactive. Yeah, they basically touched on all the things that we mentioned in the last couple of episodes. We talked about this. Uh, it probably doesn't belong to him. It isn't really copyrightable. There's pretty much no grounds for him. Yeah, and this wasn't in in court either. This was the actual copyright office refused the copyright registration. They said this isn't a this isn't choreography. This is a dance move. You can't copyright dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton loses again. If this was an episode of The Fresh Prince, it, you'd hear the wah, wah. <laughs> You would. You definitely would. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure their case is done in court. They they really don't have a leg to stand on at this point. It's because they're dancing with it. Yep. See what I did there? I do. No? I saw. Right. I saw what you did, and I really hated it. I know. Uh, you know what I hate when the gut is when the government tries to get involved with things because government's stupid and they always screw it up. For example, Pennsylvania lawmakers trying to tax violent video games to fund school safety. Yay, the government found a way to make money off school shootings. Well, so a lawmaker is trying to find a way to make money off of school shootings. <laughs> okay. And he has, very, he has very little support, it sounds like. Well, I mean, he has precedent in court that says this isn't going to fly. I mean, the, the yeah. p- lawmakers have tried this and failed so many times now. That I mean, this is this is just a running joke at this point. Yeah, I remember there being a big scare when I was like pre high school, middle school at some point, when they were trying to take violent video games off the shelves. Uh, and I'm sure my memory of it is slightly skewed because it seemed like this scary thing that they were going to come take all of our violent video games away. But um, this is definitely not a new a new take for the government. No, it's not. I remember when they were trying to take Beavis and Butthead away. Right. And before video games, it was movies. Before that, it was music. Before that, it was literature. It's it's just another media in a long line of media that people are trying to, to censor because they don't have the facts behind them. They, they, they get this idea in their head that people aren't responsible for their actions, that other things are making people do stupid things and they want to try and force society to live by their rules yeah and it, what really irks me is that uh i think this guy's a republican it, he is uh, he and, is, and yeah. that that like just stay away from the first amendment guys first amendment second amendment let's just stay away from all the amendments yeah there are amendments for a reason let's just leave them alone let's just let right. them be there I don't, I don't understand. This is what he says. His name is uh, Christopher Quinn, and he's a state representative from Pennsylvania, and he wants to put a 10% sales tax on video games that contain a mature rating. This is, he, this is a quote from an article, and again, all these articles that we're, we're uh, referencing will be in the show notes. But he says, quote, we have to find a funding source to take care of our schools. If you look at our schools today, we budget $16 million from the state to deal with capital expenses to fortify the school. This would be $33.4 million. And then he says we're exposing our kids to something that's having a negative impact on them. Well, I think we, we've said on this show many times that this, there's are no studies that back up his position. No, right? none. In, in fact, most of the studies that have tried to back his position have landed on the other side of this. And this is this is just a, a cash grab at a thing that they want to put blame on. But before this, it was we need to censor violent TV. And we all see how that went. So 
I really think, and I, I don't, I don't think I can understate this or overstate this enough. And I've said this on the show before. It's up to the parents, right? So I, I was watching a movie today. I know it's not a video game, but I was watching a movie today. It was extremely violent for a super secret double probation project. <laughs> and I went downstairs and watched it. I didn't watch it upstairs where my, she's not even two yet, but I still don't want her exposed to the language that's, that's in these movies. I certainly don't want her exposed to the violence that's in these movies. It's realistic. Uh, same with video games. I don't want her exposed to that. Like when I play civilization six, my wife's like, is this game violent? I'm like, well, I can nuke stuff. It's not like there's blood spurting out. I'm not beating anybody up. I mean, so no, like, I think there's there's different levels of violence, and I think some is acceptable and some isn't. Well, and, and like on Civ Six, I mean, when you nuke something, you see a little icon of a missile go over, and then you see kind of an explosion. It's it's very it's very cartoon like. It's it's nothing that a child wouldn't see like on a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's not graphic at all, right? Well, and it, but again, I mean, it's all left, it should be left up to the parents and not the government, and the government sh- certainly should not be trying to make money off of it. That's doesn't that, doesn't this seem a little macabre? Yeah, oh, yeah, more than a little. Yeah, I mean there there's there's got to be better ways to to find the funds. I mean I'm all for school safety, but I think he's using this as a, a straw man to to go after video games and not try to find funding for school safety. Right. He he does say. Uh, he told uh, NBC 10, and again, this is from a, a Reason.com blog, this one is, uh, that it's not about cens- censorship, but rather finding a new revenue stream. What? Yeah, and I think right. if he's having to call out, no, no, this isn't about censorship. It's about censorship. Well, I think you're, we're burying the lead here. It's not about censorship. It's about a revenue stream. So literally, he's just trying to capitalize on a perceived problem. That's all he's trying to make money for the government on a perceived problem. He's the government version of Carlton. He's just a cash grab when he sees money. <laughs> Carlton or Booker T. Uh, or uh, for, Booker T. For those of you who know, I love wrestling. I love the wrestling. Love it. Love it. Love it. And Booker T, uh, I'm not a big fan of his. I never really was. Uh, I thought he was a mediocre wrestler. However, he is a five-time, 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 five-time WWE champion, and he does a stupid move called the Spinneroonie. Um, and he's a horrible, horrible commentator. Just, ugh, just so, so bad. Is that the some wrestling thing that you have to say five times, like five times? Well, that's his. That's his shtick. Oh God. Oh. I don't like him. Yeah, I, I don't watch just wrestling, be, but I now don't like him. Just Between be thankful that, that John Cena doesn't do that. John Cena is the 13 time, 13 time. Thir- see? Yeah, what don't I'm do saying? That. Like, see, now, if John Cena did it, I might actually think it was funny. John Cena is uh, uh, not, I don't like John Cena. I think I he, don't love him, but if he did that, if he had the commitment to do that 13 times every time <laughs> he mentioned it, I might really like him. I, the, the, you know what? It might get him over with the fans. I don't know. Mm. Regardless, uh, Booker T uh, is going for the cash grab, just like Carlton, just like this uh, Pennsylvania representative. Uh, he is suing game publisher Activision for uh, basically ripping what he says is they're ripping off his look from a comic book character called G.I. Bro. Wait, I don't I don't like GI bro. I decided I didn't 
I actually decided I didn't like Booker T when I heard the name GI Bro, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I will say there is a stunning resemblance between Booker T's GI Bro and Profit from uh, Call of Duty, but I don't think it's oh, enough for this man. It's like that it's, seems a, it's slightly a racist. Note. I don't. I don't think there's much of a resemblance. I think there's, you know, they've they've got some. S- Sort of similar headgear, and they're both carrying a rifle. They've got like the same headgear, and they've got like the same braided long hair and dreads. Yeah, dreads. I can't really tell if that's dreads or braids from that little picture, but um, and they're both carrying guns and wearing like fatigue pants. Which one of you posted the picture of Bishop? That was me from Marvel. Yeah, all right, so. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am not saying this is enough for this lawsuit. I can see why he's trying to. I can see why he's trying to make this cash grab. It's sad and it's bad, but I can see why he was like. I think there might be enough for me to try. Here. Yeah, I don't think he's got a leg to stand on on this either because oh, he's not going to win. Well, they're they're requesting a trial by jury, and juries are notoriously unpredictable. So. I predict this is probably going to be settled if they can't get like a trial by judge. If Activision goes, you know, if settled for what? Here's a dollar. Shut up. I, yeah, they <laughs> yeah, just like they that. don't want to deal with it. Is is basically what it is. But if they do decide to fight it, they'll try to get a they'll try to file a motion to dismiss that you know the the claim is groundless. And I don't think that'll go through. But I think they can probably they can probably fight this successfully. I don't think. There's not enough resemblance just between the pictures to claim uh, copyright infringement. So what they would have to do is they would have to go to the character profiles. He would have to be able to show that uh, G.I. Bro is basically the same character with the same background and story as Prophet from Call of Duty 4. And there's no way that's going to that's going to fly because I, I doubt that Activision made Profit's backstory the same as G.I. Bro. I hope not. Look, if Booker T came up with G.I. Bro, it's probably not coherent. Did so let's just you, hope. Did either of you read the legal briefing? I did. Uh, there of is course a line, you did. Why? There, there's, a line, there's a line in the briefing that I thought was hilarious where it says, Legend does not do justice in describing Booker T's career yeah. as a wrestler. Oh, they use they what? use the suit paperwork as marketing material. It was Dude, it is so yeah. If you go down to where the factual background is uh, for Booker T, it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The thing that they wrote, it the whole thing is ridiculous. Does it say he's the five time, five yes. time, five? It says <laughs> it says, but the five time, and then it has five in parentheses. Uh, <laughs> champion, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. That sounds awful. I don't want to read it now because it's going to make me hate Booker T even more. You should read it because it'll make you laugh a ton. Oh, it's, there is it's comedy gold in this thing. <laughs> Legend I wonder if I could do a dramatic justice. reading of it. Maybe I'll do that next on the next podcast. Oh, you should. I'll just have a dramatic reading yeah, of I... Booker T's filing of suit against Activision. Just shut up. <laughs> uh, so I guess on Wednesday, Nintendo Direct... Had a thing for February. Look, who cares? Nintendo. So Nintendo's Nintendo Direct here is like way bigger than their uh, E3 Direct was last year. Uh, 
I'm really excited for Super, Super Mario Maker 2. I think that's going to be really good. I don't care about uh, anything they offered for Smash Brothers. I don't care about Box Boy. Uh, I don't care about <laughs> Captain Toad. Uh, this Marvel Ultimate Alliance might be all right. And this remake of uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening looks pretty cool. I'm into that. Uh, this Tetris 99 thing, I don't know if either one of you guys saw this or checked it out. This is kind of awesome. I've been playing this a little bit. They announced and released this on Wednesday. It's free to play, um, and it is like Battle Royale Tetris. Yeah, it is so how silly. does that work? I, I looked so, at that and was, how do you play Tetris in a Battle Royale setting? So it's like Versus Tetris, which I don't know if you've played Versus, versus Tetris before yeah. in any way. But as you complete combos, it dumps your garbage onto somebody else. Right. So in this, you can, if you can try to target specifically, or you can randomly target um, any of the other 99 people playing and dump your garbage on them, and they can dump your garbage on you. You can target with the joysticks, and uh, then you play Tetris. And it is just a matter of who can play Tetris fast enough to make it to the end. Oh man, and if everybody gangs up on you, you're just done. It's hectic as all get out, and it's really fun, especially for free. If you like Tetris at all, it's pretty rad. Yeah, I saw this email uh, come across saying, hey, you come play Tetris 99 or what? And I'm like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> I want to play it's Civilization 6 and suck at this. I don't need to suck at two games. I, um, I've played probably like, I'd, I'd actually never played versus Tetris before this. I've only ever played it single player. Um, I played maybe like 10 games of this, and the first couple of games I came in like 85th. I just didn't understand the mechanics really behind the versus part. Um, but the last few games I've been able to pretty consistently get in the top 10. Yeah, I don't care, Millennial. What I do care <laughs> what about are you mad because I learned how to play. Is that what's yeah, going on? I don't look. I don't. I I don't need to be humiliated at yet another game <laughs> by millennials who are faster. Like I just I don't need that in my life. That's just a lot of that's a dude, that, that's. Some I feel like every game that multiplayer has that problem for you. The multiplayer, single player, it doesn't matter. Bad gamer Crowley <laughs> is not just a clever nickname. Uh, Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy VII, like this is the announcement that I'm excited for from the Nintendo Direct, is they're coming to the Switch. Uh, in yeah. fact, uh, seven launches on March 26th, and nine will be is already apparently available. Seven's one of those titles that they put on every platform ever. Yeah, it's one that people it really most, like. Yeah, isn't the, it the most popular game ever? I think at least one it's of them. Definitely close. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you know. Final Fantasy IX is curious. I mean, I remember playing it way back in the day, and I wasn't impressed. But well, and that I think that was the problem. So you had a, a cult following with, um, so you had a cult following with uh, uh, seven, right? Mm -hmm. But then you had like one, one or two through like however you want to number it through six. They weren't really that fantastic. Six like, was nobody awesome. was right, but nobody was clamoring over it like they were. Seven. Seven went mainstream. Everything else was kind of right, cult, right. is what I probably should have said. So eight, everybody wanted to play eight because they thought if seven was great, eight's going to be fantastic, right? They went and played eight, and eight was meh. It was okay. It wasn't, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't seven. No, it wasn't. And then, and then they did nine, and nine wasn't as good as eight. Yeah. And so people, once again, left. 
and it became a cult following once again. Yeah, but then so they knocked turned, it out of the park with 10, and then they released X2, which we'll just forget yeah, about that. I never finished 7. Um, what? I, oh, my God. So this is I had 7 on the PlayStation 1, and I bought it used because I was a child. And You're still a child. Don't be I, fooled. I played through a bunch of that game, and I got to the third disc, and it wouldn't read, and I just well, gave up. Or a second disc or whatever it was. I can't. I can't even. Why are you on this show? I think that's fireable. <laughs> I just didn't. Man, I just material. didn't have. I just didn't have the means to go. I, I was. We're gonna like, need to talk to HR and figure out what we. But you're probably on an action plan. Thirty days to. to <laughs> it's to been more than thirty days, man. No, you've got thirty days from today to to play that game and beat it. Oh, there's I, no I, way. I was. I, I, I was I'm nine years charitable. old. I was nine I, years old, man. I'll give you until celebration. <laughs> I'll, I will get it on the Switch and play it. Add a boy. Uh, well, no, it doesn't come out until March 26th. That's only going to give you like 14 days to beat it. Dude, you're not going to beat it in 14 you've days. You've got to wait until it comes out on Switch, and then I will play it when it comes out on Switch. Fine. I want a, I want a full millennial report on Final Fantasy VII. Man, isn't that game like hundreds of hours? Isn't it really long, or is it just my memory that makes it feel like No, it's really long. It's long, but it's not like hundreds of hours. I picked you it up whenever dump. it launched on the PlayStation 1. Oh, gosh. What? 95, 96, somewhere around there. Yeah, and, I think it was right in there. And, uh, yeah, I played it in a weekend. I mean, I, I literally slept just a few hours every day and played it in a weekend. It was that compelling when does, uh, it, to be when does it come out when did you say it came out march 26th oh so it'll be out for when i'm traveling around for celebration so i'll play yes. it on the plane you won't beat it uh but I i'll still play all the way i'll play all the way through it at some point all right i'll get through it so last week we talked about just a, we talked about activision blizzard and their terrible financial situation that they had put themselves in how they lost so much uh equity in their in their company and and nobody knew what was going to happen well this week they laid off a bunch of people a lot of people eight percent of their workforce yep 700 people 775 almost 800 800, and this is this is after record results as they claimed in their earnings call right this year so it was well, a good year performance wise, just not stock wise. I don't right. Well, that's and I think that's where we have to make the 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 difference known is you still have shareholders you're 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 beholden to. Yeah, you you've got to point out that we we do have to point out there's a difference between how much they sold and what their stock did. But yes. they did sell a lot this year. Yeah, and a lot of these people that they're laying off are related to uh, marketing and sales on studios and titles that they've gotten rid of. So there, there's not a lot of game developers that they're laying off in, in this massive layoff. Uh, a lot of it is uh, support staff and uh, other office staff that are people that work on products that they just don't offer anymore. So they're, they're kind of trimming down some of their workforce on properties that they've gotten rid of. Yeah, this seems like it was just very little on the development side and a lot more uh, elsewhere. Right. In fact, Kotaku, ugh, God help us, got a hold of a note sent by uh, J. Allen Brack, who is the uh, Blizzard president, 
that says over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs. Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current release slate. This means that we need to scale down some some areas of our organization in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. Uh, also, Kotaku reported that that letter said that they would there would be a complete or a comprehensive severance package, continuing health benefits and career placement assistance. So it's not like they just left these people out in the cold and said, all right, we're done with you. Thanks for playing. Right. Like, get out. Like yeah, these people this, are getting a fair shake. This is it's a shame that this many this many people had to lose their jobs. That's hard. Uh, but they do seem like they are trying to, in this case, trying to uh, refocus the company on what's working and give the people who they're getting rid of a good jump at the next step in their careers. Yeah, I think they're trying to do the right thing towards the people that they're laying off. Um, I mean, it doesn't make it any easier on the people that are getting laid off. Um, trust me, I've been in that situation and it still sucks, but it's it's a lot better than just, you know, getting your, your pink slip and saying, well, good luck to you. It's a much different story than the one from somebody who is a spouse of someone who works at EA. So apparently there, and this will be in the show notes, ea-spouse.livejournal.com. This is a, this is a much older, this is the thing where you had... Asked me to, to dig up some. Oh, stuff. that's what this is. Okay. This is this is a our this is a letter from, uh, two thousand nine or two thousand ten, I think. Two thousand four, it looks like. Four. So yeah, even older. So this is this is not like current events, but this is a uh a pretty scathing review of how people were being treated at EA at this time. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how many years ago? 15? Right. You did ask me to find some stuff that wasn't current. No, I I did. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. found that. You also found one uh, from 2010 of a rock star spouse uh, that accuses the dev of pushing employees to the brink. Yep. And there was um, the more recent one is, uh, which I thought was kind of fun, was an article from four-ish years ago, I think that was talking about Telltale and the way they were treating their employees and then a follow-up from a year later or two years later where Telltale basically just imploded and everybody lost their jobs because people were leaving and they were losing talent and management was losing their grasp on how to run the company. And I thought that was kind of, uh, that actually spoke a little bit more to how, to your stance on things last week where if you make the environment hard enough to work in, you can't keep talented people. Yeah, and I think to a large degree, I, I still believe that. I, I do believe that a lot of the onus, not all of it, but I do believe a lot of the onus is on the employee. If it's something they can handle, cool. Power through. It's not always going to be that way and, and, and get to the other side. If it's not something you can handle, then you'll leave. That's just that's the long and short of it. And while finding a job and leaving a job can be difficult and it's certainly stressful, you got to do what you got to do. And people uh, are highly adaptable and and, you know, almost everybody, not everyone, but almost everybody comes through the other side stronger for it. The thing the thing I wanted to point out from both the EA and Rockstar thing, um, which were both addressed post these uh, spouse 
com uh, accusations coming up, and uh, EA seems to have done nothing about it really. But Rockstar did change the way they paid their developers because of this. Um, so, and when Red Dead Two came out, there was a big, sh big change in how uh, development teams were paid and um, what compensation packages looked like. But in both of these articles, which are both much older, um, it does point out that during crunch times, which was for both the these projects was more than half the development cycle. Uh, developers are not allowed to take vacation time and they were paid salary, even though they're working uh, 100 plus hour weeks. So you would ask okay. me to find a specific example of people not being able, being allowed to take vacation or being compensated for that time. So I dug these up. Those are two examples of that happening. No, and that's, that's fair. However, uh, I think, uh, Almost everyone I know, at least, has worked at a job where vacations uh, are sometimes denied because of projects or because of uh, things coming up in the company that you just can't you just can't work around. They need you there. Right. Uh, but the, the crunch cycle on this EA game was two years long. That's that's not like a, a deadline thing. That is that is denial of compensation. Sure. Sure, um, and but that should all be worked out in your contract, right? And I, I am not saying that I do or don't think that unionization is the correct answer for this because I can see, and in reading these articles this week, um, for this discussion, um, I can see a lot of the arguments on both sides. I just don't, I just don't think that if things continue the way they are going right now, it's going to be a sustainable. Uh, relationship between the developers and the employees, and some of the some of the pay issues, especially for salaried developers, has been somewhat alleviated. There have been lawsuits uh, in the last five or so years for uh, developers who were on salaried but were working uh, an inordinate amount of uh, hours. Um, those have been, you know found to have merit in court um they've they've won those lawsuits and now a lot of companies are going back and putting formerly salaried developers uh back to hourly employees because of those decisions so yeah i had read that red dead redemption 2 a lot of the developers were moved to hourly yeah. because of the crunch cycle and and a lot of it depends upon the amount of autonomy that you have in in creating the hours of your work um and so crunch time they're they're getting compensated at least somewhat uh better for for crunch time work than the than they were previously well and i think again the onus on that is up to the developers themselves to the to the companies to change right so you see you see that that your employees are upset you see that they're not as productive as they could be you see like even if it's uh we got we're getting some bad press because of this we need to change well, fine great fantastic right but on this it was the courts that forced the companies to change okay they still changed they did I, mean, I hate it when government steps in but at least they right. changed uh kotaku this week freaking kotaku uh decided that they were going to write uh, an article basically laying out the reasons why developers need to unionize. And it wasn't done by Gita Jackson or Heather <laughs> Alexandra. No, it was done by a woman named Liz Schuler, And it's entitled an open letter to game developers from America's largest labor organization. 
it's not even they're, they're not even trying to hide it. They're like, yeah, let's bring in this this person from the largest one of the largest unions in America and let's have them pitch to game developers to unionize. Well, this has been this the unionization in game developers has been a growing discussion in the past year. Um, not even just this article and not even just this. It's propaganda. Not even. But yes, but this is propaganda. Um, but this discussion, the the game development association, I cannot remember the acronym right now. I'm sorry. But the game development association that really has no power and is not a union, but is kind of the the voice for game developers right now has had talks uh, both pro and anti-union in the past year with developers. And it's definitely a discussion that they're having in inside of their field. And, you know, it's tough to say which way they're going to fall. Um, but I feel like it's, it's, it's a constant discussion. Now this past year, when I was looking at these articles, looking up these articles for this week, um, it seemed like around, mid 2017 the amount of articles posted about official discussions with un with unions and developers skyrocketed kind of all at once mid 2017 and it hasn't really slowed down so something's going to happen something's going to change or they're going to turn their backs to unions or they're going to accept unions or something's going to happen but it feels well, like this is all unions, bubbling to the surface. I, 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 it depends on the state that they're located in. But, I mean, for example, the state that I live in is a right-to-work state. They can fire you for any reason. Unionize. Okay, cool. You're fired. Like, they don't, they don't have to keep them. When a company has a union and they, they do their collective bargaining agreement with that union, they're under a contract, too. They have to, they have to follow rules. Uh, that's that's set upon by the union. So uh, that's 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 part of their negotiated um, agreement. Negotiated, right? But they don't. Right. But there is no negotiated agreement between gaming uh, publishers, and developer companies, uh, and and their workforce. So that would have to be negotiated. So if they don't want to negotiate, all right, cool. Let's hire people who don't want to work for a union. Yeah, I mean, it they just could, seems as simple as they that. They could try to bust the union by hiring non-union workers, um, but depending upon the strength of the union, that may backfire, and then that it, that hurts it the could. company. It could. I, I, I think I, this. I think that this would hurt the industry overall, uh, and, and I'll and I'll give you a quick example why. Uh, when you when you pass a uh, in the summer months here in the Midwest, there. There's only really two seasons in the Midwest. There's construction season and then there's winter. So <laughs> during construction season. Yeah, we get that here too. Yeah. So when you're passing by a construction site, uh, road construction or whatever, inevitably there are five guys standing around a hole and there's one guy doing the work. That's what you get with unions because you can't fire anybody. You can't motivate anybody to do better and you can't motivate anybody to go faster. How many people do you want in that hole? Well, sometimes Have you ever it's a big hole. That depends. Yeah, that's a that depends entirely on what you mean by that question. When you're talking to Crowley. <laughs> oh, perfect. perfect. So, I feel like that that's what you're going to get with uh, gaming developers if they unionize. You're going to see uh, productivity go downhill. You're going to see. I mean, look, I'm all for EA closing because they suck. I still want EA to close because unions 
absolutely wrecked the gaming industry. I want EA to close because they're like, sorry, we suck. We're going to close and go home. Like, that's what I want. But I feel like this is going to hurt that. Uh, and it'll probably be good for indie developers because once the the mainstream games just are not coming out like they do now, every year, every two years, every 18 months, and you have these AAA games, you're going to see studios like Warhorse Studios that don't have uh, a union. Uh, you're going to see them pump out material and games faster than these big companies. And it's going to be as good, if not better. So I think in some aspects it'll be good, but it's not going to be good overall for for the industry. That's just my two cents, Joe. I, I don't I don't know that it would be good or bad. I, I'm not even going to try to pretend I am some kind of labor expert or anything like that. Uh, I think a more direct comparison, union wise, would be um, like Hollywood and the unions that are used in making movies, the Teamsters, um, voice. Yeah, voice acting and stuff for film and cartoons all have uh, unions. Um, I don't. I I couldn't even tell you how that um, how that affected productivity within Hollywood. I'm not a union expert. I wouldn't try to claim I know the answer to this problem. All I will say is that uh, if they continue, it seems like they're at a breaking point. It seems like this labor thing is bubbling to the surface uh, on a much more frequent basis than it was even five years ago and the complaints are louder and of longer hours than they were before and uh, the companies are making way more money than they were before and the uh, compensation isn't increasing and I think we're seeing a lot of people uh, looking elsewhere at this point uh, so whether it's unions or people just stop working for game devs or the game devs that uh, actually try or pay hourly, or whatever it might be, get all the talent, and you see the developers who refuse to change with the times go away, something's going to break. I feel like we're getting to a tipping point now. Um, just especially, it seemed to stand out, especially doing the research this week for this episode, at how frequently this is being talked about now compared to three or four years ago. And I don't think that unionizing is going to fix everything. I think that if game developers unionize, that will help them a little bit. But I think the dysfunction in game development and publishing is is deeper than you know just the inequality in pay and, and time uh, that the devs put in. They've been screaming about this for a while. The publishing houses haven't been listening. Um, and now it's finally come to a head and they're threatening to unionize. And now, finally, the companies are, are you know, starting to listen. I think it's probably too late for them. Um, they, if they had listened beforehand, they probably wouldn't be in this situation. But again, the, the dysfunction in game development and publishing goes far beyond this. And it has for a while. Yeah, so just full disclosure, everybody, at the beginning of the show, we decided we weren't going to spend 20 minutes on unionization. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I promise, there's not going to be any more discussion of unionization on the show. Good God, it just, like, and it's my fault. I apologize. If it bores you, uh, fast forward, I guess. I don't know. Let's talk about Kotaku writing an article. This is fantastic. So Evo Japan uh, had a, a Dead or Alive stream, I guess, or the Evo. <laughs> 
Japan stream <laughs> on Twitter. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. So if you're a fan or familiar with Dead or Alive series, uh, it is uh, provocative. It is uh, scantily clad women with giant boobs and huge butts jumping up and down. It's boob mechanics at its finest. It's Ivy from uh, Soul Calibur Six on crack <laughs> wearing less clothes fighting. That's, that's, that's what the dead or Life series is. And they have capitalized on that with, I believe there have been volleyball games with the female, uh, uh roster from yeah, dead or Alive. Yeah, been volleyball games. Yep. Where they're not wearing a whole lot of clothes either. It was um, the races. most transparent, the most transparent cash grab at, scantily clad women in games oh yeah well yeah. it's japan it's japan what do you yeah. want like this is you part know, of their culture they're not even good games i mean and i don't even mean just mean the volleyball ah, ones the, I don't know the fighting that. ones man there are much better fighting games to play there are i'm gonna i'm gonna buy dead or alive six now just fyi anything kotaku tries to poo poo <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna start That's campaigning what... kotaku to poo poo every ea game that comes out so that you are stuck <laughs> between a rock and a hard place from if now you on. could get if you could get kotaku to do that my friend then yeah i'll i'd be all for it you'll be I'd torn be in half it. man so during this live stream the dead or alive six team decided to have now this is like you can watch this again this is go to the link that's that's provided uh in the show notes it's the evo japan cut sexual dead or a live six stream short they have two this is all in japanese and we have no idea what they're saying uh they have two japanese women very attractive very very attractive scantily clad models in yeah in clothes i i don't know if they're models they seem to be really getting they, they said they were models okay so models uh, in scantily clad clothes that look like they've been ripped and torn to shreds that show basically their their uh, bras and their um, in their underwear, right? So it's just them in, in in a bikini underneath, which is what Dead or Alive is all about. And during this live stream, they're um, hmm, man, they're touching each other in places. Like there's one slaps the other one's butt at one point. <laughs> Uh, they're like touching each other's boobs and they're both very well and down. Uh, and um, it's awesome to watch. I'll say it. I don't care. Come <laughs> at me, bro. It's fun clearly, to watch. But clearly violating the Twitch terms of service. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's yeah. not even what got them cut off. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So they they go through and they're 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 uh they're they're showing a clip or a gameplay. Of Dead or Alive Six, and these two models are apparently narrating this right along with the other guy, and they're jumping up and down and showing how the boob and butt mechanics work in real life. And they they do this move in the uh, in the game. It's a pile. Or it's not even a pile driver. It's more of a, a body slam or a power bomb. I guess it would be a power bomb. And then they show off the. Uh, <laughs> they show off the, the camera function in the game where they pause the game and you can basically turn the camera around and it is paused in a very suggestive position. Oh, it's not suggestive. That is it's an uh, understatement. Yeah. It's, it's very boldly paused in a, in a, yeah. In an, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the guy basically does a power bomb. If you know what a power bomb is, you pick pick up the the other person, you slam them down, and their their feet should be 
next to your chest. Well, it's a guy who picks up a chick and her legs basically end up behind her head and his face ends up in her groin area. If you want to know how suggestive this position is, just listen to how uncomfortable Crowley and Jason are trying to describe it. <laughs> it's very suggestive. Uh, and I'm going to buy the game and I'm going to do this and it's just, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Uh, but Twitch cut them off. And then like all the apologies started the apology to her. Like there were two, like one was tweeted out. And then when the, when the stream came back on uh, the host apologized again, like my question is what were they expecting? I mean, they've got a marketing team from dead or alive. They saw the models that they brought up on stage. I mean, were they expecting something different to happen? Were they, were they, not were they not were they surprised when this when this happened why did they stream this why didn't they stream this live to trillions of people well i mean the but they universe. they were they were apologizing profusely and that this wasn't I, I you know apologize this wasn't you know representative of their brand and blah well but it is yeah i <laughs> like mean it is you, their brand you knew they were going to be marketing dead or alive you know what dead or alive is and what it represents again why are they surprised that this happened so i here's my question if somebody wants to once this game releases somebody wants to stream this on twitch is twitch not going to allow streams of this game because it's sexually suggestive all the way around yeah i uh, I, <laughs> I don't know I, so i'm so tired of this Ugh, culture where we're just always offended by it's a video game for crying out loud it's a video game you want to be offended by something i suppose you could be offended that these two models are hawking a video game right that they're scantily clad i don't know if i'd want my 13 year old son you know watching that yeah they were getting paid you I mean if i was 13 years old to segue to crack down when you were asking about who wanted if you wanted to be offended by something <laughs> Let's go ahead and do that. Who wants to be offended by Crackdown? Joe, is your hand raised? Uh, yeah, most of the way. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, let's. Oh, talk what about a crack, hater! Crackdown. What a hater! I didn't I'm play actually, this game. I, I'm actually going to be way more positive than you think I'm going to be. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that's good because you were pretty negative a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, Kingdom Hearts is the worst game I've played in five years. So is this better than Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, definitely. Oh, good. I hate you so much. <laughs> Even, like leaps and bounds better than Kingdom Hearts. I don't Hearts. Even know why you're here anymore. A giant you double jump. I haven't played than Final Hearts. Fantasy VII. I'm not sure why you're on this show. Would it power bomb Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> it would easily. Would it bury its face in Kingdom Hearts groin? <laughs> it's got better standards than that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen some of these Disney princesses. Uh, let's talk about Crackdown Three. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't play it. So, Jason, why don't why don't you take it? Because you seem to be, you know, pretty pretty up on this game. So, it's Crackdown Three. It is a Crackdown game. You don't go into this game looking for a deep plot. You don't go into this game looking for anything other than running and gunning and blowing things up. And it delivers. It delivers on that in spades. Not only that, it's got Terry Crews in it, and Terry Crews is just the epitome of awesome. So, by you know, logic that makes Crackdown Three awesome. I don't know if that's how. I don't know if that's, that's how awesome exactly works. how it works. So this. So here's. I agree. You don't come to Crackdown looking for 
uh, a deep, meaningful story, right? Uh, I I have a couple of small complaints with this game that stop me from really loving it, uh, and it's there's there's two really big things. Um, it doesn't like for a game that was so long in the making and touted so much with all of this next generation explosions calculated in the cloud, this and that. This game doesn't look that good. Well, this game looks like this game looks like a Xbox 360 game that got some love. I, I totally disagree about that, and I think the I think the total destructive environments that are calculated in the cloud are in the multiplayer side. I don't think that's on the on the single player side. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel so. I'll I'll point out like where I see this, like the buildings and the environments and the um the we everything weapons everything everything looks very flat and untextured um it doesn't look great i know they've got like like a a kind of like cell shaded kind of filter going on with this game but it doesn't it doesn't look fantastic i the i like the style of the game but but visually i just don't think the game looks good well and and that's a that's a valid critique you don't like the the visual style of the game but it's a it's a simplified visual style um, I don't think it looks like an Xbox 360 game. I think that's so. Where I where the the feel of the where I get the feel of an Xbox 360 game is in the way the open world is constructed and populated. In in current generation games, open open world games, uh, the worlds are full. There's stuff everywhere. Um, there's and even little details like you know the when you travel through the open world in Spider Man, there are uh, papers floating across the street and um, newspaper dispensers and people everywhere and vehicles all over. This is and the it future. Just feels, There's no paper. It feels, but it feels <laughs> full and and lived in. This this city feels like open world games did on Xbox and PS3, where there's a car every couple of seconds and there's okay, nothing wait, wait, really. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me just. Can I ask a question? Yep. Is is Crackdown known for its immersive uh, universe building, its immersive world building, where it sucks you into the world and you're like, oh my gosh, look at these buildings and look at this and look at that, or is it a, yeah, we just want to blow everything up? Um, no, it's it's not known for its immersive, you know. No, I, I'm not saying anything about but, it being immersive, but. Part of the thing is, is so Terra Nova, which is the island city that all of this takes place in, is newly built. Not only that, but everybody that populates this island are refugees. So you've got these tall buildings that were built for basically the the elite uh, people on the island. And then you've got refugees that populate the exterior parts of the island. And those buildings are, you know, lean-to shacks made with corrugated tin and whatever. And I thought they did a good job representing that. And then you've got some industrial and, and security posts scattered throughout the, the, the city. But yeah, it is somewhat sparse. And there aren't, you know, I didn't have the no cars, um, you know, every three or four seconds. There, I mean, there, there, there are cars, but it, it is not like traffic. It is. Well, no. Which but, in, a game, in a game where I want to blow everything up, I would much rather there be traffic. That would be way better. I would blow it all up. 
There was there were a few cars on the on the road. I had to dodge cars, few, yeah. but I mean it, this isn't a highly well, speaking populated. Of dod- uh, speaking island. of dodging cars, I am so sick of when I call a car, my call my car. If I don't jump, it just runs. Oh me yeah, over. yeah. You got to move, or that thing will just yeah. plow just through m- you, mow you down. Yeah, the car you call the car. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then and then the other thing that I have like, that I don't like about this game is that the mission design is super repetitive. It is the same thing yep. uh, with a new code of skin, no matter what you're doing or where you're going after. It's like shoot the six targets, shoot the bigger guy, go to the next place and shoot the six targets and the bigger guy. And then when you get to the boss, you shoot the boss a bunch and then you shoot the big target when he's down. And it's just kind of that over and over. Yeah. That being said, now that my complaints are out of the way, <laughs> this game this game is really fun for like half hour chunks. I get tired of playing it after like a half an hour or an hour because I'm just doing the same thing over and over. But it is fun to jump into for like a bit here and there and just blow some stuff all up all over. Wait, don't you do curls for like half an hour at a time? No, I, when I go to the when I go to the gym, I go for like two hours at a shot. So you're doing curls for two hours and you're complaining about doing the same thing <laughs> over and over for thirty That's minutes. That's how repetitive this game is, Crowley. So the, I don't even understand. the mission design is repetitive. I, I I will definitely give you that. It's it's rinse and repeat over and over again. And the boss the bosses aren't all of that or aren't all that different either. I mean, several of the bosses are in the pretty much the exact same mech suit that you have to fight. They just have slightly yeah. different weapons. And the way that you kill the bosses isn't, you know, unique between them either. But you just get to blow things up. You get to shoot a lot of people and blow things up, and you get to jump and sprint throughout the city. I mean, I I hardly ever drive just because it's more efficient for me to run and jump everywhere. Yeah, I don't drive hardly at all. Driving driving is the only skill that I haven't really leveled up at all. Yeah. Like my driving is like a two maybe. Yeah, mine too, and everything else is at a four or five. Yep. It sounds stupid. So it's, the story's paper thin. Yeah, is, the what, story what is doesn't the story? Really need to be there. Yeah, what's what is it like? So what it is is there's uh, an evil corporate overlord that has brought uh, all of these refugees onto an island after blacking out the cities that they used to live in. Um, she has brought them in, you know, as a helper, but really she's using them for their labor. So uh, she's trying to take over the world, black out the world, so that she can. You know. Oh, I see. So she's just an evil corporate person. Yep. And it's great. Corporations bad. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of all this is. Corporations bad. Well, this sounds like a dumb game to begin with. Let's, I hate virtue signaling in games, and that's what this sounds it's like. It's not virtue signaling in games. Yeah, there's there's not enough story in this game for it to be virtue yeah, signaling. It's just <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first game that's ever had an evil corporation in it. I suppose, I suppose that's true. The Final Fantasy VII did have uh, uh, I keep blanking on the corporation at Final Fantasy VII. Oh, Resident Evil and Umbrella, whatever. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I got gotcha. you. So what about voice acting? Terry Crews is great. Yes. I just love listening to him hoop and holler while I'm blowing stuff up. That's kind yes. of that's kind of all there is to really care and about. When the he voice says acting. "quack quack, mother duckers," <laughs> yep. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, first three minutes in the game, he uh, he's given a, a pep talk to all of his agents and says, uh, quack, quack, mother duckers, and then 
the ship that they're on gets blown up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. He's this, Daddy this, Duck. This this game is incredibly dumb, but <laughs> but in, in just so many ways. Dumb. It is but, so fun. But it's really it is a really good I don't want to think about anything, just blow stuff up game. But I do find that I cannot take it for more than like we'll say tops like an hour at a shot before I just feel like I'm bored. I want to rename this episode <laughs> Quack Quack Mother Duckers. You should That's, have the power. I yes. do have the power. I just don't feel like doing it. Uh, <laughs> what about music? Is there any music in this game? There is music. Um, it's okay. It's nothing to brag about. Yeah, I didn't um, even notice it. Yeah, it's it's one of those games where the music doesn't detract from the game, but it doesn't really enhance the game. So. It's interesting. I, I, I This is my third podcast today, and this is the third time I'm talking about how music, if if I don't hate it or I don't love it, it's almost worse. Yeah, you just don't notice it at all. Yeah, just... it's, it don't like. Would you agree? Like, I, I'm always curious how music enhances or detracts from uh, any form of entertainment that is, you know, visually appealing. So if you're not pulled in or turned off by the music, is is that worse? Like, I would rather be just no. like, oh, the music's terrible. I, no, I would rather I would rather not notice it than hate it. Yeah, I've watched I've watched movies and played games that were good, if not great, except for the music. The music can absolutely ruin your experience. So I would rather it be, you know, neutral. Um, well, I'd rather it be great, but neutral I'll deal with. I would. I don't want it to be bad. Maybe I just like to complain about things. I, I think, think that's what it is. No, definite not truth there. Right. Yeah, not me. Not at all. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, it gives me something to talk about. If the music's yeah. terrible... So really the only complaints that I have about this game are the controls are really sloppy. Um, it's a platformer in a lot of places, and I'm not wow. fond of platformers. The platforming is awful. Yeah, but the controls make the platforming even worse. So uh, the controls are really loose. There's some weird random stickiness or unstickiness, depending upon what you're doing, um, especially on some of the comm tower uh, platforming missions that you have to do. It seems like uh, some of those platforms are like made out of ice. Are you playing with a controller? Yeah. Yeah, I was playing with a controller, and some of the slop in the controls got frustrating in a couple of those platforming spots, and I switched to mouse and keyboard, and it's still not super tight when you're platforming, but I found it way easier to hit those jumps that I was having a hard time with. That's so weird. You it's would think weird. that a, a controller would, think it, would be better. You would think it'd be the opposite, but I, like... The way you can kind of aim your jumps by by where you're looking in this, with the mouse, uh, I can kind of point at what I want to land on. Yeah, so I can see where a mouse point would look because uh, some of the problems I was having is when you jump, you kind of have to move the camera too to kind of land where you want because you can control you can control your character as they're in the air. Yeah, that's where the mouse came in yeah, a lot. So I can help. see where a mouse look would help. Other than that, though, the movement feels really good. It's like super snappy. You can like turn on a dime and like jump around and, and move very fast. Uh and the combat is super fast and hectic. Yes. And if it you get is. the if you get that if you get the rolls down, you can kind of be like shooting in and out of dangerous spots and, and jumping around a lot and and doing the ground pound and stuff. It, it's there's some fun to be had in the combat. Oh yeah, the combat is fun. The only thing I don't like about the combat is the lock on. Uh that seems hit or miss. I wish but- I wish, with mouse, else. I wish with mouse and keyboard you could turn lock on off and just use mouse aim, but oh, uh, yeah. with 
mouse and keyboard, if you right click like to look down scope, uh, it zooms in like looking down scope, but it also locks on, which is awkward. Oh, that's nice. I don't even have the option to zoom in, look down scope. It's not all the way down scope. It just zooms in a little bit. It's like um, it just it still stays third person, but it it moves the camera forward on you a little bit. Oh, okay. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I even like the driving mechanics in this. It's It's got some decent driving mechanics. It's just until there's no you, reason to drive. Until you hit something in which all <laughs> physics go to absolute <laughs> garbage, and you bump, you bump into a person or another car, and your car does literally 400 flips through the air like a uh n64 racing game which has no <laughs> physics calculation and you land three miles away upside down because there's some kind of weird acceleration once you're in the air yeah but look at all the purple orbs you get you do get a lot of purple orbs <laughs> the only levels i've gotten for my car are from crashing <laughs> jeez it's, okay so what's worse than the, the horses in red dead or the cars uh, I'd still say the horses in Red Dead. The know. the crashes are way worse in this. Like they're like it, you when you crash in Red Dead, you kind of fall over and get back on your horse. If you are like trying to get somewhere in a car in this and you crash, you are now on the other side of the island because that's where it dumps <laughs> you off after you do your four hundred flips. So, uh, well, but, that sounds like the most fun in this game right now. I think the the, uh, the combat is more fun, but the crashes are funny. I have I have audibly laughed. By myself in my house from crashes that looked so <laughs> stupid, I couldn't help but laugh at them. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, I guess rate the game. Are we there? Yeah, we can yeah. rate it. All right, go, go, Joe. What do you rate this? Because you're you're the one who's more harsh on this game than than Jason is. So I give this game. I give this game a six. Wow. That's that's actually that's not a bad score. Yeah. Yeah, it's a six. Yeah. We'll okay. Well, wait, wait. now this is a six after half an hour of play. Uh, what's I've, this? What's this I, game after f an hour and forty-five minutes of playing? I'm okay. So yeah, this game is a six for the first like hour of play of, of any sit down. <laughs> uh, if you don't play for more than an hour at a time, it'll stay a six forever. But there's definitely at, at like an hour, hour and a half of of one sitting playing. I definitely just feel like. All I want to do is go somewhere else. <laughs> but I keep so coming back to, to it. I keep coming back to it for like a half an hour or whatever here and there. I play a little more today. So what you're saying is it goes from a six to a zero in 30 minutes. An hour. We'll say an hour. <laughs> God, Jason, what do you rate this game? So I give it a six and a half. I, I really liked it. Uh, despite you know its various flaws, I mean it is a flawed game, and it's a it's a good game. It's not a great game, but it's a good game. Um, it yeah, but does... yours doesn't go to zero after a certain time, does it? No, yeah. but I will say that you know there were times that I just had my character standing around as I was doing other things. But um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I'm gonna look at my phone for a while. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's for what this game is intended to do. It does it well. So I give Did, it a six and a half. I didn't think to look at this because I had game pass, but is this a full $60 game? Yeah, I think it is. I would Jeez. not be, I would be pissed if I spent 60 bucks on this game. Yeah, this is definitely, if you've got game pass, this is definitely a pickup. Um, if you don't, you might wait till it's about a $30 game. Yeah. I That's would say $30 crazy. at most like at game pass. This is actually a really good grab for game pass because 
I don't feel like I have anything invested in it and I can just pick it up and play a little bit here and there and it's fun in short bursts. But Oh yeah. It, for ma like, it made for 60 bucks I would be pissed. Yeah, it's a, it's a $60 game. So just 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 uh just yeah, this is a $60 game, but uh Metacritic gives this a 60 or 59. So you guys are both about right on with with what you give it. Uh, IGN.com gave it a, a 5 out of 10. <laughs> Google users, 64%. Like, you guys are in line with what everybody else is saying. Like, it's, a six, it's a it's six. A, it's a totally okay game. That's where yeah. I would put it. Hey, this game, it's okay. Right, but it's not worth the It's not worth the $60. Oh, there's not no worth way for $60. Bucks. Nope. No. Get it on sale or get Game Pass. If you, haven't, game, if you it, don't it, have it, Game Pass now, get the free trial and play this yeah. game for absolutely free. Yeah. And, 14 days. and that's a good choice. But I mean, even for the $10 for a month of Game Pass, this game is definitely worth it. Yeah. I guess, but there's not anything else on Game Pass worth it. What are you going to play? Seaman Thieves? Forza is yeah, great. Thieves Forza is definitely there. worth it. Forza is great. And they have a bunch of back titles that are awesome, too. Yeah, and, and Gears of War is on there, which I haven't played. The Gears of War 4, I haven't played that, but I hear that's pretty good. Yeah, no, you guys, yeah, you're not selling me on this Game Pass. I'll stick, <laughs> I'll stick to the PS4 and games I know don't suck. That aren't EA. <laughs> Speaking of EA, are we reviewing uh, uh, Anthem? Like, I'm not play playing Anthem. Are you two schmoes playing Anthem next week? I haven't played it yet, but I will. Yeah, I guess I could play some Anthem. Yeah, I'm not playing Anthem. I'm not. I'm not. I, everyone says Apex Legends is better than Anthem. Apex Legends, dude, I, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I've been playing some Apex Legends, and that game is really good. Well, then let's do that instead. Didn't Joe do that last week? I talked well, about it a little did, bit, but we didn't. Yeah, let's play <sighs> Crowley. Let's play some Apex Legends. No, I don't want to die. I didn't get it by we'll ten rolls. We'll be on a team together. I, I'll protect you. I'll protect you, Big Bear. <laughs> I He's can't. got you, little buddy. I got you, I little even, buddy. I'll protect you. I don't even know where to go with that, other than to say I'm sorry, everybody. We're out of time. <laughs> Big Bear out. I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> That's Joe. That's Jason. I'm Crowley. We'll see you next week. Bad Gamers Anonymous is not affiliated with any video game developer or publisher. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and not of Earglue Media. And are probably terrible. Executive producer for Bad Gamers Anonymous is James Dean. Get good, scrubs.